everyone! Welcome back to Faith and Humanity. Um, this week we are going to be talking about foreign aid and in reality how much foreign aid the U.S. gives to other countries. Um, this is a really relevant topic to be discussing because um, at the Borgen Project we've been fighting um, to pass the international affairs budget and unfortunately I think a lot of people see maybe the number um, the budget that we have for foreign aid right now, what the U.S. currently spends and says, we say, wow, that's a ton of money because it is. But in reality, it's only a very small fraction of the budget that we are supposed to be spending on foreign aid. And so um, in reality, we're really doing just a fraction of what we could be doing. Um, and the benefits of us um, increasing our budget are just astronomical. And so it's a really important issue to mention, and it's what I would like to focus on in um, this episode today. So um, I'm taking a quote from the Borgen Project website. Um, you can visit www.borgenproject.org um, and go to the tab under Issues, and then go on down to Foreign Aid, and you can see all of this information the Borgen Project has so much information on their website. Go over there, check it out. They have so much information about current issues and everything related to global poverty. So this quote that I'd like to say is, don't tell me what you value, show me your budget, and I will tell you what you value. So I just think that that's so great and so strong. And that is the first quote when you reach this page. So first, I'd like to take a little quick moment to just say, um, to ask a question. How much aid does the U.S. give to the world's poor? So I'd just like to put that question out there in case anybody has an idea or um, maybe a preconceived concept of what this number might be. So currently, about $30 billion goes to programs that assist the world's poor. So $30 billion is the current number that we give to these programs that end up helping people living in poverty. But in reality, how does this compare to other foreign policy priorities? So when you take a look at our $30 billion that goes that go towards um, helping the world's poor, $663 billion goes toward military spending. So we're spending astronomically more on military than we are on helping people living in poverty. And the ironic part about that is that if we spent more, if we invested more in impoverished countries, there would be less overall need for military spending because there would be less violence in the world. Um, it's proven historically that Violence really derives from poverty. A lot of violence around the world derives from impoverished countries and impoverished places. And so it's really ironic that we spend so much money on bolstering our military when in reality, if we just spent that money on assisting the world's poor and in ensuring that poverty wasn't as big of an issue around the world, we may not need to spend as much on our military. So that's the ironic thing. 
So I promise that this entire episode won't just be taken up with quotes, but the Borgen Project has this list on the right side of the page um, under issues and foreign aid that just has all these wonderful quotes describing why foreign aid is important. And so the one that I'd really love to just point out real quick is foreign aid must be viewed as an investment and not an expense. And I just think that this summarizes what we're discussing today. Um, What I just talked about in that um, foreign aid is not a gift. It's not giving money to other countries for no help of our own. Um, Investing money in other countries means less poverty around the world, new markets. It means so much good for the U.S., as well as the rest of the world. So it's not an expense, it's an investment. And I think this is the common misconception that everybody just, nobody is aware of. It's such a common misconception. And so here I'd like to transition into the public perception versus the reality of foreign aid. Um, So Americans drastically overestimate the level of funding going to assisting the world's poor. And consequently, there hasn't been public outrage over the minuscule funding levels. On average, Americans believe 25% of the federal budget goes to foreign aid, and ironically, think it should be slashed to only 10%, when in reality, less than 1% of the federal budget goes to foreign aid. So most Americans believe that currently 25% of the federal budget goes to foreign aid, but really only 1% goes to foreign aid. And like they mentioned, it they think it should be slashed to 10%. So thinking that it should be less than they think it is, that's a, that's a problem in our country's um, mindset. But the fact of the matter is, they're way overshooting it as it is. We currently spend less than 1% of the federal budget on foreign aid. So... The public opinion on foreign aid, 61% say that combating world hunger should be a very important goal of U.S. foreign policy. 78% favor helping poor countries develop their economies as a way to fight terrorism. Did you know that Hurricane Katrina, 95 countries often offered foreign aid to the United States. So when there's a disaster in the U.S., we receive foreign aid from other countries. So... It's a problem that we are not offering as much help to those other countries, being one of the more wealthy countries in the U.S., er, around the world. The U.S. is one of those really strong, wealthy companies. So I'm just going to read off some of the impacts that foreign aid has. So there are a bunch of different categories, such as health, food, sustainability and the environment, which is extremely important, economic growth and financial independence, um, education, all different topics that we have discussed throughout this, um, throughout um, our time during this podcast. And so I'm just going to start with health and I'm going to read off a few bullet points just so that you can visualize in your head um, sort of what the impact of foreign aid really is. So um, in terms of health, when we invest in foreign aid, more than 3 million lives are saved every year through USAID immunization programs. 
oral rehydration therapy, a low-cost and easily administered solution developed through USAID programs in Bangladesh, is credited with saving tens of millions of lives around the globe. More than 50 million couples worldwide use family planning as a direct result of USAID's population program. USAID's child survival programs have made a major contribution to a 10% reduction in infant mortality rates worldwide in just the past eight years. So these are just some of the health developments that happen because of the great impact that foreign aid has on these developing countries. For example, some of the food developments. 43 of the top 50 consumer nations of American agricultural products were once U.S. foreign aid recipients. So between 1990 and 1993, U.S. exports developing and transition countries increased by $46 billion. Investments by the U.S. and other donors in better seeds and agricultural techniques over the past two decades have helped make it possible to feed an extra billion people in the world. So that is absolutely huge, feeding billions more people than we ever would have been able to. In terms of sustainability in the environment, over the past decade, USAID has targeted some $15 million in technical assistance for the energy sectors of developing countries. U.S. assistance has built a $50 billion annual market for private power, and U.S. firms are capturing the largest share of these markets outcompeting Japan and Germany. Just incredible things happening. In terms of education, literacy rates are up 33% worldwide in the last 25 years, and primary school enrollment has actually tripled in that period. So, so in, instrumentally more children are going to school around the world and are becoming educated and are working their way out of poverty through education. So these are just a handful of bullet points that you can find on the Borgen Project's website about how foreign aid is changing the world and how it has changed the world already, but we need it to continue that growth. Just imagine if we doubled our budget for foreign aid from 30 billion to 60 billion, which would still not be enough It wouldn't be at the level that the U.S. needs to be. But if we just doubled it, just doubled it, imagine the exponential growth that would take place after all listening to all of the bullet points that I just listed. Just imagine the growth that would happen if we doubled our budget right now. So this is why it is so extremely important for us to ensure that the U.S. is spending more money on foreign aid. All right, so this next segment, I am going to actually show just a short two-minute clip. Um, Actually, just I'm going to play it, not show it. Um, Just a short two-minute clip about why foreign aid is important. It's just always good to get another voice on here um, explaining why foreign aid is important um, from a different perspective and maybe providing a little bit of extra insight. So just um, listen carefully. Take down all of the, um, take in all of the information that you're hearing and really start to ponder um, just the magnitude that foreign aid has on this world that we live in. 
The G20 is more important than ever because the world economy is in a precarious state. And so the decisions they make will get the world economy going again. A part of this that people may not recognize is that when the economy is weak, the people who suffer the most are the poorest. Some people in rich countries ask, why shouldn't they uh, completely drop helping poor countries when they're having tough economic times? That's a reasonable question if you haven't been out and seen the conditions of the poorest countries and seen the success stories. One dollar can help a hundred people more in that poor country than it can help someone in the rich country. And so there is a trade-off, but I don't think that trade-off should mean dropping below the 1% of the budget that it is today, those dollars that have so much impact. I mean, after all, although we have stronger affinity to our, our citizens, and if money was equally effective, we'd choose our own citizens first. When it's a hundred times more effective, uh, in impacting lives, then we think we're all human beings. The suffering of a, a mother whose child is sick and might die uh, is, is a universal value. If people have the full picture here, uh, the aid will not be uh, something that's cut a lot. And it's particularly important that as rich countries are looking to reduce budget deficits, that they not uh, go after the very small part of the budget that is buying uh, vaccines and breakthrough seeds, that they continue that generosity because the poorest now more than ever can benefit from this very effective aid. So I think um, one of the most important things that he mentions um, in that talk is just that um, currently uh, there's only 1% being spent on foreign aid and that if we are not going to spend any more than that, then we at least can't slash what we're already spending because, as he mentions, um, that's currently buying vaccines for people in poorer countries. It's buying seeds for farmers, for people to grow food and ensure nourishment and livelihood for millions upon millions of people living in developing countries. So I think the important takeaway from that is that countries should be spending so much more. The U.S. should be spending so much more on foreign aid, but they at least need to protect that small amount that they are currently spending because if they don't, then so many people around the world will die because they won't be receiving the care that they need. Um, that they are currently receiving in a very small but important way. Trump administration's proposed 2018 budget release Thursday calls for a sharp 28% cut to the State Department and U.S. aid, which provides humanitarian and economic assistance to other countries. But just how much do we spend on foreign aid, and why? It's preventative, and it's, it's enlightened self-interest. It's uh, the reason the United States helped... Japan and Germany recover after World War II, so they would become allies, so they would become customers. The current budget for foreign aid is $50.1 billion, about 1% of the federal budget. In most cases, this money doesn't go to the government. It goes to specific programs uh, in countries, uh, programs that are designed 
uh, by the United States that meet certain requirements and parameters, and uh, then there's a good deal of oversight to ensure that the money actually is spent in the manner that's intended. Ambassador James Dobbins has been one of the country's top diplomats for the last three administrations, working as a special representative to Afghanistan and Pakistan, an advisor to the president for the Balkans, and as well as the assistant secretary of state for Europe. He's seen firsthand how foreign aid programs are used. Well, it has a number of uses. I mean, in part, it's humanitarian. It's uh, helping uh, countries uh, facing uh, natural disasters, helping uh, displaced persons so they don't have to become refugees. It also uh, deals with uh, health epidemics, so defeating Ebola in Africa so that it doesn't come to the United States, for instance. A lot of it is uh, security-related assistance. It's helping countries that are fighting uh, the Islamic State, of fighting Al-Qaeda, supporting the development of their indigenous capabilities to uh, deal with these kinds of threats so that we don't have to do it for them. In some cases, it's uh, designed to help countries develop uh, to become uh, stronger economically so that they can buy more American products and become uh, more successful members of the international eco economy. Critics of USAID argue that too many of their programs fail and that the U.S. should dedicate that money to efforts here at home. While Trump was on the campaign trail, he was often critical of foreign aid. We're rebuilding other countries while weakening our own. We're getting out of the nation-building business and instead focusing on creating stability in the world. It's a popular argument since most Americans don't know the real amount spent on foreign aid. When polled, the average guess was 26% of the federal budget. When asked if they believe we spend too much or too little, most believe we spent too much. But when told the actual amount is about 1%, the plurality of people believed it was the right amount. And I think that any adjustments need to be made on a specific case-by-case -case basis uh, after evaluating the importance of the program and the efficacy of the program rather than any sort of cross-the-board a set of cuts which doesn't take account of the very varying interests and purposes for which this money is made available. So I just want to thank everyone for tuning in today to this week's episode of the Faith and Humanity podcast. I think that shedding some light on global poverty issues is so important and the Borgen Project has really opened my eyes to that and I hope to really spread that um, through this podcast. And I hope that everyone that comes here to this platform to listen really understands that on a deep level and does their best to shed light on similar topics. Even if it's just discussing with your friends or family, um, get the word out there, visit the Borgen Project website, Instagram page, Facebook page, Twitter page, um, call, email your senators, lobby to Congress. I lobbied to one of my congressional leaders, regional directors this past week. It was very easy to implement um, and we had a very good conversation. She was extremely friendly and um, I was able to open up to her about all of my thoughts regarding global poverty and the key bills that will um, help make these issues a lot better. And so um, make sure that you're um, doing everything in your power to make a change in the world because ultimately um, 
we as people who have voices in this country, um, that it's our right and it's our privilege to be able to stand up for those who don't. So um, again, I just want to thank you all for tuning in and be sure to tune in again for the next episode, which will actually be the last episode in this podcast mini series. So thank you so much and have a great day.